What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back in the video. Today we're gonna to walk through all the different sites, talk about who the best values are on each platform. We'll go over ESPN, Yahoo, NFL, Underdog, and Sleeper. So if I say a wide receiver is the best value on ESPN, for example, it means their ADP on ESPN is later than all the other major platforms we're going over. Knowing that is extremely important because we not only know like who to go after in drafts, but we can also game plan for value and adjust who we take at different points, whether it's early, middle, or late, depending on where we know the value is going to be. So if we know there's great value in the middle rounds at a position, maybe we're avoiding that position early on and vice versa. If there's great value early on, but not as much late, maybe we should attack that early because later on we can go towards other positions. So Let's start things off with ESPN. Um, some decent values throughout the draft. Garrett Wilson, uh, ADP on ESPN is 21st. That's like the late second round. Um, we talked about him in the must draft wide receivers video. I love Garrett Wilson this season. He is a phenomenal talent. We know with 100% certainty he is going to be, honestly already is an elite wide receiver, but he is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL for years to come. Any upgrades from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, one of the largest upgrades you can make. Again, ESPN ADP is 21st, average ADP 18th. So obviously like not um, a huge difference, but like we're not expecting to see someone ranked 21st with an ADP everywhere else of top five. That would be completely ridiculous to expect. Oh, really strong value. If you can actually get Garrett Wilson at or later than his ADP on ESPN, I think you have to. I don't even care how you started off that draft. You have to draft him there. After that, uh, Calvin Ridley, phenomenal value on ESPN, 44th overall in his ADP. Uh, the average ADP for him is 35th, so nine spots of value pretty early on is really nice to see. Second best value for him is on Sleeper in Yahoo at 38th. So 38th is the second best value you're getting across the industry at 44th on ESPN. That's fantastic. Um, you all know I'm expecting a really nice breakout from the Jaguars this season. I'm really, really high on that offense. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence in year three, year two of that system adding in a true number one wide receiver because Christian Kirk is not that. They had him play on the outside. Uh, he's not necessarily an outside wide receiver as we kind of saw in that first preseason game. They would like him to dominate in the slot, which he's still going to do. He's going to be phenomenal in fantasy this season, but now they're locked and loaded. Now they've got, you know, Evan Ingram at tight end, utilizing a bunch of different tight end packages there. Um, but when they step onto the field, They've got that X. They've got Calvin Ridley. He's going to be fantastic this season. This this offense, I think, has the potential to make a leap into like the top five or seven offenses in the NFL. And if they finished like fourth in scoring the season, it wouldn't shock me at all. Ton of touchdowns and yards go around. Calvin Ridley, their number one, going to be phenomenal. Draft one ESPN. Drake London. After that, uh, I don't understand this one. I mean, ESPN ADP seventy eighth overall. That's crazy. His average ADP across the industry is. 59th, 19 spots of value on ESPN. Second best values on NFL at 67th. You're getting 11 picks better than anyone else. Uh, many people are still a little bit hesitant on Drake London. And maybe I get it on some platforms where he's going a little bit early. The opportunity cost is much higher at 78th. The opportunity cost is not very high. You're getting someone who's capable of a 30% target share that had a great rookie season. The underlying metrics were fantastic. We're expecting the offense to improve. They were already a league average offense. 
add in Bijan, add in Pitts. You can reduce the touch, like share of the offense for London, but likely increase the touchdowns, increase the yardage of the entire offense to make up for the fact that if he's getting fewer touches, well, they're on the field more, right? They're likely running more plays. They're scoring more touchdowns. They're more efficient. That makes up for having a slightly lower touch share. Great pick on ESPN. Uh, Gabe Davis, 119th overall on ESPN. Uh, you all know mixed feelings for me on Gabe Davis this season. Um, I would love it if he actually did take a step forward. He can be more than just a deep threat, basically a phenomenal deep threat. But, you know, if someone's only a deep threat, that's going to make them wildly inconsistent in fantasy. A few weeks, we have 102 touchdowns. A lot of weeks we have two for 20, two for 30, and that's not fantastic. But then it's like, what do you do? Do you keep him on the bench and then wait for him to score 40 on your bench? It becomes a tough decision. Uh, and so when his ADP is really high, I start to back off. At 119 on ESPN, average ADP 96th, second best value is on NFL at 110. Again, 119, that's a really nice spot for him because you're definitely not drafting him to be that starter. And so it's honestly, it's like taking a shot. It's like being, okay, uh, maybe you are like last season and you honestly, he probably outperforms ADP at 119, even if he does what he did last year. But maybe he is that, you draft him here and you're like, okay, it doesn't really hurt me that much because I didn't draft him to be my starter. But if he developed at all, and he's now just like, you know, running probably one of the highest route shares in the NFL. Like he's going to run so many routes this season. They'll run a ton of plays. He'll be out there every play. Um, if he developed and he can run short and intermediate routes as well and just developed as a receiver, that target share is going up, that cap catch percentage is going up, like all these things that were holding him back from just being a deep threat and being a consistent fantasy option, all those things come. It's going to be fantastic to watch. Uh, hopeful that it happens. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like 100% certain that it will. Uh, but again, camp reports are great for him. And then Rashad Bateman, last one on ESPN, going undrafted. Like I, I saw his ADP and I was like, wait a minute. Rashad Bateman's going undrafted. I understand maybe being behind uh, Zay Flowers, like everyone really likes Zay Flowers. Kind of seems like Zay Flowers is going to be their number one. I have him ranked as their number one. Um, I understand that. But when you're going outside the top like 160 picks and people aren't even drafting you on their team, I mean, what are we doing? He's still a fantastic talent. They're going to throw the ball a ton. They're going to be a good offense. Maybe they start off a little bit slow. But you know what? If he's your last pick in the draft, Rashad, Rashad Bateman, like you don't care that they start slow, right? He's like your fifth or sixth wide receiver. Uh, so second best value is on sleeper at 140. Still a good pick over there. Average ADP 134. But again, not even being drafted on ESPN. That's crazy. Transitioning to Yahoo. A lot of values over there as well. Devonta Adams going uh, 17th overall in Yahoo. Average ADP is 14th again. Not a huge difference, but it's early rounds. Any value there is really nice to see. Uh, second best values on underdog, actually. Uh, and sleeper tied. Uh, 15th overall. But 17th overall... That's just, that's such a good pick because at like 16, 17 is kind of where we see a tear drop off into, um, you know, really, really good players, right? Great running backs, wide receivers. We start to get into the beginning of quarterbacks, but it's your break, you know, the first round and into like pick like 16, 17 is fairly locked in. And so being able to get just like the very last player, like Adams at that point is the last player uh, among that top tier and getting to pair him with, you know, an, uh, like a middle first round pick. That's a really, really nice thing. For a long time, I had Adams ranked at like that, you know, 10 through 12 spot. And even kind of shifting him down just with concerns about this offense in general, even doing that. Like, I don't care if he had a high school quarterback this season. I'm taking Adams at 17th overall. And again, that's his ADP. 
on Yahoo. That means in some drafts he'll fall to like 20, 21. It's Devonta Adams. He is still, until we see otherwise, the best wide receiver in the NFL. I don't care who his quarterback is. He's going to be phenomenal. Draft him on Yahoo. Uh, Debo Samuel after that. ADP is 45th on Yahoo. Uh, average ADP 38th. Good value there. Uh, second best value, those on NFL at 39. So he's you know six spots better value on Yahoo than any other platform. I've shared some concerns. Um, I talked about in a video last week how I've moved Debo Samuel down around like three to four picks. But I did that basically into the beginning of round four. We're now in the heart of round four at 45th overall. It's actually in a 12-team league. You know, that's pushing to the late fourth round. At that spot, I'm absolutely scooping up Debo Samuel. My concerns come from the fact that, like, if Ayuk is healthy, if McCaffrey's healthy, if Kittle's healthy, and honestly, even if only two of those three are healthy, it's difficult to see Debo Samuel returning, you know, let's say top 20 pick value. And when I was ranking him closer to pick, like, 33 34 in that sort of range like the end of round three I wanted him to have that upside without an injury and I didn't really see it but as we move into the late fourth round again ADP 45 that means he's falling at the fifth round at times at that point I don't really need you to be a top 20 player now it's like okay can you be a top 30 player and I think at that point absolutely absolutely Debo Samuel with no injury can be a top 30 player in value this season uh, apparently you know came to camp um, kind of out of shape last season. Uh, we've seen that the times where that's happened, he's had these down years, have been, you know, after a major injury, after his like kind of contract situation last season. In the years where he's had, you know, a full off season to prepare, which he had this season uh, when he's been in camp, he has been very, very good. So I'm expecting him to have a bounce back this year. Again, draft him on Yahoo. Uh, Christian Watson as well. I've shared concerns with him too, but on Yahoo, going 63rd overall, average ADP is 53rd, second best value is on Sleeper at 56th. At 63, I'm drafting him, and I've moved Christian Watson up a little bit as well uh, over the past like two weeks or so. Um, again, my concerns from that stem from the fact that I just don't know how good Jordan Love is, and I know for certain that he is worse than Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you can look at like the per route numbers from Christian Watson last season, the per target numbers, and be like, oh, wow, he was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That's just efficiency that's not going to replicate over an entire season, right? We can't expect to just extrapolate his numbers from like what he was getting per target and per route and expect him to do that with now Jordan Love. So we're not going to see him be as like hyper efficient as he was last season, but you know, it's pretty clearly him and Romeo Dobbs. Musgrave's gotten some hype. Uh, Reed has gotten some hype, but we know that both of them aren't going to have like a thousand yards, right? We know that it's going to be Dobbs and Watson. And with Watson being this, you know, big play threat, uh, being a very explosive player, he's just someone that you want in fantasy. And at 63rd overall, I think that's a great spot to get him. Mike Williams, a little bit after that, going 74th overall, average ADP 61. Second best value is on Sleeper at 71st overall, so also good value on Sleeper. Um, Mike Williams, kind of in that like same mold uh, that we were just talking about, you know, with Christian Watson. Um, obviously, Mike Williams, a more developed player, like he's been in the league for much longer. Um, we've seen consistent production from him for a much longer stretch of time. We also know that like when healthy, Mike Williams shatters this ADP. Now, we don't 100% know if that'll continue with Quentin Johnston, but like, especially to start the season, Quentin Johnston is not going to step in in week one and have, you know, 
a 16% target share. That's not going to happen. He's going to kind of slowly come into the offense because they don't need him to go out there and have a 16% target share. Like If he joined a team where they needed that production, he could probably command it and he'd probably be really good in fantasy for it. And I think he's still phenomenal. I love Quentin Johnston. I think in the second half of the year, he can really explode. Um, and I think he's just, he elevates this offense completely. Uh, and he may even help out Mike Williams at times because Mike Williams is still going to be out there a ton. But it's just another player defenses kind of have to focus on a little bit more than they were um, on like Josh Palmer, for example. But anyways, uh, we know that Mike Williams has been wildly successful when healthy over the past three seasons. It's just been like kind of unfortunate injury luck. Um, you know, has these injuries, tries to return, can't like re-aggravates it. Uh, he had like multiple injuries last season, but when he is healthy, the upside is crazy. And the upside also crazy with like, you know, let's pretend Keenan Allen got injured or Austin Eckler got injured. Either one of those two things happen. And we basically see Mike Williams every single week being a must start at your wide receiver two, like a high end wide receiver two. And I think just like, because there are so many different outcomes here and very few of them are what the chargers are bad or Quentin Johnson steps up as a rookie and just overtakes Mike Williams. Like those are the only outcomes where he's not a good pick at this spot. Uh, and there's so many outcomes, even without injuries that like this offense just explodes where you want Mike Williams. I think he's a great pick. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, I love him as well. ADP on Yahoo, 104th overall, average ADP, 95th, second best value on NFL at 99th. Uh, he's just what they needed. Like he is what the Cowboys needed this season when they lost Amari Cooper last year. They felt it, right? They couldn't push the ball downfield as well because it's like, you know, CeeDee Lamb can do everything. He can win in every area of the field. He is a true number one wide receiver that command a significant target share. But it was also all they had. Um, we didn't have uh, Tolbert really developing until this offseason. So he wasn't useful last year. Uh, we had Gallup in his first year back from the torn ACL. Um, we just know wide receivers kind of in that first year back just take a little bit more time, aren't as efficient as they were before. Uh, so we have him in year two. Uh, we have um, or him in year one last year coming off that injury. Defenses basically just looked at CeeDee Lamb and were like, okay, you're the only person we fear. Like, we literally don't care about anyone else on this team because we know they're not scaring us deep. We know that these guys can't command any sort of target share and they can focus on CeeDee Lamb. They bring in Brandon Cooks and now we've got a deep threat. We've got someone that can be used in the screen game on end arounds that we can just feature in all areas of the field. That's going to make everyone more efficient. It's going to make um, Dak Prescott just his job so much easier. And so even if we can say Brandon Cooks obviously is a number two, not a number one, it doesn't matter. Give us that big play threat on a very good offense. Open up this offense. Make it more efficient. He's going to be a great piece. I think someone that's being severely undervalued on his average ADP. So at an even more suppressed ADP on Yahoo, great pick there. And then finally, Odell. I know not everyone loves Odell, uh, but going 128th on Yahoo, average ADP is pick 110, second best value on underdog and sleeper pick 109. Um, I just think at 128, it's worth a shot, right? Even if you don't think Baltimore is going to be amazing this season, even if you think Odell's like number three, he can't stay healthy, who cares if he can't stay healthy, right? If, if you got eight games from Odell and he was doing really well in those games. He only used him a few times. I pick 128 on average, meaning sometimes you're getting him in the 130s. I mean, what are you expecting from that pick anyways, right? You're picking either like a rookie your hope's going to do good, 
some vet that you're hoping you can put in there for like 10 points in a few random weeks. Like at pick 128, you're not expecting a week in and week out starter. And Odell is someone who has crushed in fantasy in the past. And we know that this can be a very, very good offense. We just know the ceiling is there. And I'd take a shot on the ceiling at 128 on Odell. NFL. Uh, Interesting. ADP is very interesting on NFL.com. Uh, Amon St. Brown is the number one value in the early rounds, going 21st overall, average ADP 17th overall, second best value on ESPN and Yahoo at 18th overall. I mean, at 21, it's the same thing of a few other players we talked about, like Garrett Wilson on ESPN, I believe it was 21st overall as well, on Devonta Adams, 17th overall, and what was it, Yahoo. Like, you you have to make those picks. And Amon St. Brown at pick 21 on nfl.com you just have to game plan for that you have to know that that is coming and to be like if i can get you know him paired with a top three or four player i have one of the best starts you can possibly imagine in my draft uh jameson williams can't stay healthy and he's suspended for the beginning of the year sam laporta might be their second most targeted non-running back and he's still a rookie tight end like Amandre St. Brown is going to dominate the target share. The touchdowns weren't up there last year. It seems like that's an area he's developed. He is a amazing pick this season. Unbelievably safe, massive upside. 21st overall, you have to do it on NFL. Then the weird comes in. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's probably because when NFL.com uploaded their pre-draft rankings, they probably just made everyone some like significant value in the middle rounds and like it's still recovering from that. I don't know what they did. But... Basically, every single mid-round wide receiver is an insane value on NFL.com. I'll go through the entire list here. All the players I'm about to mention are incredible picks. You need to be game planning to draft as many from this range as possible. All of them go 20 to 30 picks later than their average ADP on other sites. And actually, Elijah Moore will be the last one. He goes outside the top 150 picks. I... Like how? How is Elijah Moore going outside the top 150? Pick 75 through 130. If you draft on NFL.com, need to be wide receiver. And that means like obviously target Amandre St. Brown early, but target running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks in those early picks. Once you hit 175, you just got to hammer out wide receivers. In this range, you've got Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Pittman, Marquise Brown, George Pickens, JSN, Cortland Sutton, Sky Moore, and Elijah Moore all 20 to 30 picks later for their ADP on NFL.com than they are on average for all the other sites. Again, that's why we kind of make a video like this. If you're walking into a draft on NFL.com, you need to know that. If it's even close between two players in the early rounds and it's not a minor St. Brown, then you got to be leaning away from wide receiver because this is what's going to be available to you later on and it's a significant value. You've got to draft as many of them as possible. Unfortunately, what that kind of makes us come to here is we've gotten values on ESPN, Yahoo, and then a billion on NFL. It doesn't leave us very many values on Sleeper and on Underdog. On Underdog, that's to be known because it's a three wide receiver format. The standard is two wide receivers for all those other ones. And so if Underdog also has the most accurate ADPs because it's the most heavily used, everyone's actually paying money to do it. There's three wide receivers. Like You're not going to get a significant wide receiver value on Underdog. Uh, a few that stand out that honestly barely missed the cut, and if you barely missed the cut on Underdog, clearly you're a good pick. Uh, problem is I actually don't even really like the two of them. It's Juju at pick 118 uh, and then Adam Thielen at pick 151. Um, 
I'm not on either of these two players this season. I don't draft very much of them. But if we're looking at the other things, maybe that just means they're horrendous picks on all the major platforms not calling underdog. But yeah, they came close there. Um, but again, it's hard to be a good wide receiver value and underdog. It's a three wide receiver format and the ADPs are sharpest. Uh, on sleeper, only two solid values, but that's a little bit better than there was at running back. Um, sleeper, honestly, it basically is underdogs, the sharpest ADPs. You want accurate ADPs, go over there. Uh, sleeper is the second most accurate site for drafting. It makes it more difficult. And so basically, in my opinion, if you have an ability to do a draft, Sleeper like is the best platform. It's the most customizable. The UI is the best. Like it just it just looks the best for like a redraft league. I think Underdog's still far and away the best site to draft on uh, for best ball. But for redraft league, Sleeper's the best site. And I think maybe that people who pay attention more are being more pushed to Sleeper away from your classic NFLs, Yahoo's, and Underdogs, and that's why the APs are so, so sharp. But if you're in a draft, it's kind of unfortunate if you do a bunch of research, but the ADPs are so good that other people don't even have to. If they just draft the top-ranked player, then that's fine. So if you can do an offline draft, if you can you know, draft on a different platform, draft without the ADPs on Sleeper, it is going to benefit you. Like you know, In my league, my hometown league, we do draft offline, and I have no idea, honestly, where the commissioner pulls the data from. I think they probably use Fantasy Pros and just put that on. But if you have an ability to do an offline draft, again, Sleeper's ADPs are very sharp. Maybe you don't use the sleeper ADPs, use something else. But anyways, um, two values are Devonta Smith, really, really strong pick on sleeper. Um, it's not a huge value, but like, you know, he's a great player and going at pick 29 on sleeper. That's well into the third round. Many other platforms he's going, you know, at the turn pick or even into the second round, like the late second round. So Devonta Smith, great pick on sleeper at an ADP of 29. And then uh, Nico Collins, Sleeper ADP of 171, that's basically free. That can be your last wide receiver pick. Um, Nathaniel Dell kind of starting to get a little bit trendy right now, and that's kind of maybe shifting a little bit away from Nico. I'm pretty sure if we looked at ADPs, Nico's slipping everywhere. But if his average ADP is 147, which is, you know, still a pretty solid value for Nico, still a good player, uh, a lot of upside this season, at 171 on Sleeper, that's a very, very strong pick. So uh, those are your must-draft wide receivers on every single platform because of uh, where their ADPs are compared to where they are on other sites. Again, go to the section for the site you're drafting on, game plan for getting the value where they are in drafts. The biggest one is NFL, just knowing you're hammering that in the middle rounds, uh, but know where the values are and game plan for getting that value. And then you can kind of see what you can do before and after that. Uh, if you want to check out exactly where I have all these wide receivers ranked, and I guess all players as well under all the different scoring formats. You can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want to see my rankings for free, check out the underdog promo in the description box down below. Use promo code FFA when signing up and make a minimum $10 deposit. And then you get an email the following morning with access to my draft rankings and all my underdog content all season, plus your deposit doubled all for free. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.